Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the All That Is Empath podcast. And today I want to talk a little bit about compassion and kindness. And it's funny because even though this is a very straightforward word and idea, there are a lot of nuances behind it that we don't really get behind, that most of society doesn't really recognize or follow. And I was recently reading a book by Dr. Wayne Dyer called Excuses Be Gone, and he calls compassion the seventh principle. And there's some really good ideas in here that I wanted to share with you, specifically speaking about kindness and also how the simple act of kindness can actually bring happiness into your life, which a lot of us are looking for. It's, it seems, you know, sometimes elusive these days, but we can definitely find kindness or find happiness in providing kindness to others. One of the stories he tells in this chapter is about an older woman who finds a precious stone that's worth a lot of money. And she puts it in her purse and carries it with her. And she runs into a hungry traveler the next day, and he begs her for something to eat. And she had some bread in her bag, so she opens her bag to hand him a crust of bread. And the traveler happens to see the precious stone, and he thinks how wonderful his life could be if he could have that stone. He would have financial security and never have to beg for food again. So he asks her if there's any way she would be willing to give him that stone because then he would never have to beg for food again. And she does indeed hand the stone over to him, not only the stone, but also food. She gives him food as well. So he's super excited and he runs off. And a few days later, she's walking the streets again, helping out the hungry and providing food. And the same traveler walks up to her and he says, I've been thinking, although I know how valuable this is, I'm returning it to you in the hopes that you could give me something even more precious. And she's surprised and she says, well, what would that be? And he says, please give me what you have within yourself that enabled you to give me that stone. So he was looking for the compassion that she had that was that made it capable for her to give him that stone even though it may seem crazy at first that okay she's going to give this person she doesn't know this very valuable stone etc there are a lot of reasonings behind this that you may not think at first glance that actually provided a benefit to the woman and the first is that it provided a sense of joy to her to be able to help someone in a rough place. So she actually didn't feel a loss at giving, at giving this stone. She actually felt joy. And one of the most important things, I think, that we can challenge ourselves to do throughout our lives is wake up in the morning with the thought in our head, how may I serve? 
when you come from a place of serving, you automatically feel joy. Just like the, the woman who gave the hungry traveler her stone, you're going to feel joy because when you're serving other people, it gives you a sense of pride. It gives you a sense of purpose. So actually serving others, while it may seem to be on the surface, it may seem to be something that is very, it's very selfless and it is, but there is also something in it for that person, for you. You're going to feel a sense of joy by serving and it will help keep happiness in your life. If you think about things we've talked about before, the way the universe works, you attract what you're giving out in energy, the vibration that you're giving out. And when you come from a place of serving, you are in exact alignment with the universe because that's what the universe does. The universe is constantly just serving. It decides, okay, this is what you're seeking because this is your vibration and that's what it gives to you. The universe is constantly giving all day long. It doesn't know anything other than that, how to serve. So when you are serving, you're in direct alignment with the universe and it even helps you manifest quicker, something that you're trying to manifest. It's put maybe very simply in the common expression, what, what goes around comes around, you know, or what you give is what you receive. Most people do say that when they remember to be kind to others, courteous to others, compassionate to others, that for some reason, everything in their own life starts to take shape and form in the way that they would hope it would. So the things that they were hoping to manifest, the things that they were wanting, because they're giving out the correct vibration. Another really good story that he mentions here that is relevant is about a king who wants to know the answer to three questions. He wanted to know when was the best time to act, the right people to listen to, and finally, the most important thing to do at all times. Those three questions. He felt if he could have the answer to those three questions, he would always know the right thing to do. And so he announced in his kingdom that he would pay handsomely to whoever was able to teach him the answers to these questions. So many men came, educated men and all types of people throughout the kingdom, and they all provided different answers. So not one person gave the same answer. So the king wasn't really sure of who was right, and he didn't really agree with any of them anyway. So he didn't pay anybody, and he continued to seek the answers to his three questions. So then he found out about a hermit who was known throughout the kingdom for his wisdom. And he wanted to go to the hermit to see if the hermit could answer his three questions. But the hermit would only see common folk. So he, dis he decided to disguise himself. And he went with very simple clothes. He left his bodyguards behind. He didn't even go on his horse and he just went to see him alone 
And when he got to the hermit, he asked his three questions, but the older hermit did not answer. And the hermit just continued to try. He was attempting to dig some flower beds. And it was very hard on him because he was older. And so the king took over and he started shoveling the flower beds for the hermit. It took several hours. When that was done, he asked his question again. But before the hermit could answer, he noticed a man running out of the woods. And it was, it was a, a bearded man holding his hands over his stomach where he was bleeding profusely. So the hermit and the king go to the man and they bring him inside and they tend to his wound. And the next morning, the man asked the king to forgive him. And the king really was certain that he had never seen this individual before. So the, enderman, so the injured man said, well, you don't know me, but I know you. I am that enemy of yours who swore to revenge himself on you because you executed his brother and seized his property. I knew you had gone alone to see the hermit, and I resolved to kill you on your way back. But the day passed, and you did not return. So I came out from my ambush to find you, and I came upon your bodyguards, and they recognized me and wounded me. I escaped from them, but should have bled to death had you not dressed my wound. I wish to kill you, and you have saved my life. Now, if I live, and if you wish it, I will serve you as your most faithful slave and will bid my sons to do the same. Forgive me. So the king not only forgave him, but he also said that he would send his servants and his own doctor to attend to the man. And he also promised to give him back the property that had previously been seized from him. So at that point, the king goes outside and he sees the hermit planting seeds in the flower beds that the king had dug the day before. And he finally, again, asks the hermit to answer his three questions. And finally, the hermit responds and he says, your questions have already been answered. So the king says, how answered? What do you mean? And the hermit says, do you not see if you had not pitied my weakness yesterday and had not dug these beds for me, but had gone your way, that man would have attacked you and you would have repented of not having stayed with me. So the most important time was when you were digging the beds and I was the most important man and to do me good was your most important business. Afterwards, when that man ran to us, the most important time was when you were attending to him, for if you had not bound up his wounds, he would have died without having made peace with you. So he was the most important man, and what you did for him was your most important business. Remember then, there is only one time that is important, now. It is the most important time because it is the only time when we have any power, the most necessary man is he with whom you are, for no man knows whether he will ever have dealings with anyone else. And the most important affair is to do him good, because for that purpose alone was man sent into this life. And there are the answers to the three questions. So the most important thing being now. And that's another principle we've talked about before, right? Living in the present. It's the only time where you have any power. You have to do... The things that that you want have to be done in the now. Even if it's a, a, a small step that's leading to a bigger something you want in the future, right? 
you're still living in the now by cultivating that future with whatever step you're taking in the present. Another really good thing that I like about this story is talking about the best time to do something, obviously now, right? But who are the most important people to work with? I thought that was super cool because if you would were to ask someone that question, I don't think they would really think small enough if if, if you want to look at it that way, because you, you might think to answer something like the most important people to work with were maybe the most disadvantaged, or maybe some people would say people that knew the most because you would learn the most from them. You know, so there's all different types of answers to this question on the surface that you might think is the answer. But obviously, we just learned in this parable, the most important people to work with are the people that are currently standing in front of you, because those are the only people that you can impact in the now, right? So, and I really like this because, you know, constantly we're, we're, we're being bombarded with commercials and internet ads and emails and all kinds of things for donating to other countries. And yes, these other countries do need help. They definitely are in a much larger poverty state than we are. But if you were to send money to this country and do nothing else, you really haven't done anything in the now to help anyone. Because that money is probably going to be sent to an organization where it then has to be processed, you know, check has to go through their bank, it has to clear. And then once they have the funds, it's probably going to sit there till they, till they decide how to allocate it and where to allocate it. Then once it gets allocated, it has to actually be sent to wherever it's going and whatever it's being used for has to be done. Like we're going to build a well or we're going to build a school or this, that, and the other. So in reality, that one donation that you made may not see fruition or any benefit to anybody for six months to a year. Whereas if you were helping someone who is standing right in front of you, you can immediately do good in the now, which is where all your power stands. And frankly, you know, we, we, have, we have a lot of need in our country. Not that those other countries are not in need, and I'm not against helping those other countries, but I think that we need to help ourselves first. And when we eliminate poverty and homelessness and hungry children and poor education and eliminate all, all these things in our society, then I think is when you're at a place where you can start giving to other countries. But the most important thing as a solo individual, maybe without a whole lot of money to donate, probably the best thing you can do is, or the most important people to work with, as Wayne Dyer says, are the ones that are standing right in front of you. Those are the ones that you can help right now. So what does that mean? Well, you can go to a local food bank and you can offer your time or you can donate groceries and foodstuffs. You can contact a hospital in your area and ask if they need volunteers for 
anything, or if you would be able to go and read to some elderly patients, you can call a center for the blind. And I know they have a lot of volunteer programs where you can, again, you can go to someone who isn't able to read because they're blind and read to them. He could even just be walking down the street one day. And instead of walking by that poor homeless person sitting on the side of the road, instead stop, chat with them for a moment, find out what they need and bring them what they need. If you're scared to give them money, because a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, don't give them money because then they'll just buy drugs or alcohol with it. And in, in a lot of cases, that is true. So you know, find out what they need the most. Do they need a blanket or a young coat? Do they need food? Find out what they need the most and buy that for them and bring it to them. So there's a lot that you can do in the present moment and in in your local area to help people. And yeah, those are the most important people to work with because that's who you're helping right now. And what is the most important thing to do at all times? Well, The most important thing to do at all times is the thing that is going to be you acting with compassion to the person who in the moment is right there with you, right? That's what the story was telling us. So this is going to be a, a short podcast today. I just wanted to touch on that a little bit and have you think more openly today about being kind, compassionate, and generous to everyone you meet. And it does, this doesn't mean always giving in a financial way. You can do a lot of things, a lot of good things. Sometimes even smiling at someone or giving them a hug is, is a, a very gracious thing to do. It could completely change their lives. It could be cleaning up litter that you see someone toss to the side because you're you're cleaning up the earth and you're helping all of humanity when you do something like that. So any little small act like that is going to be something that is going to be kindness, compassion. And it's not only going to help the other person that you're helping or the earth, which will help everybody, but it's going to help you because you're going to feel a sense of pride in the person that you are. And just you can't help it it's it's just a fact of life that giving creates happiness and i'm sure you've experienced this on occasions where you know you've gotten a gift for a friend or loved one for a birthday or for christmas and you almost can't wait to give it to them you're just so thrilled to see their expression when they open it that type of happiness is available to you every single day by just doing one small act of kindness for the people in your life or for for someone uh, for a stranger in your life. So I would challenge you that maybe um to try to create a habit of this every single morning as you get up out of bed. First off, try to start your day with gratitude. Make the first words out of your mouth when you open your eyes in the morning. Thank you. And then list at least think of at least five things either silently in your head or you can even say it out loud if you're alone or you don't mind sharing with someone near you, um, that five things that you're thankful for, that you're grateful for. Because if you start the day from a place of thankfulness and gratitude, it will help you lead, go through the rest of your day with compassion. Immediately after that, think to yourself, how may I serve? 
And remember that this is something in the now. So you only have to think about how may I serve right now? Now you may have to get up and rush around to get ready for work. And if that's the case, then try to give yourself an extra five minutes. Just set the alarm five, 10 minutes early and take the, that little bit of time to ask yourself, how may I serve? It could be something as small as when you go through the McDonald's drive-thru on, on the way to work and you're getting yourself some breakfast, get an extra coffee and then deliver it to a, either a, a, well, I don't know if I'd do a stranger on that. Maybe they don't drink coffee or you don't know how they like it, but it could be a coworker that, that is near you, wherever you, you know, wherever your desk is or cubicle or whatever, you know, or maybe a whole breakfast and, and bring it or a whole box of donuts that you're going to bring in for the whole office. But think about that common throughout the day. How may I serve? And it doesn't have to be a very huge, big thing because it's, remember, it's in the now. How may I serve right now? So when you're going to lunch, how may I serve? What can I do to help somebody else during this time? And I think you'll find that by asking yourself these questions and going through your day thinking about how may I serve, you're going to find that by the end of the week, you have had a better week than you've had in a very, very long time because you're going to feel happier and be more joyful. You're going to be more positive. You're going to feel better about yourself. And things that you need and want are going to just naturally flow into you because as you give, you will receive. And that's all I wanted to share with you today. I know this is a short one. So Next week, I'm hoping to have some more interviews for you here real soon, but I'm still working on that. Have some some options and actually even thinking about doing some co-hosting episodes with someone who's been on the show in the past. So we're working out on, on those details as well. So I'm looking forward to that. But in the meantime, I really appreciate you guys stopping by and listening. If you have not followed me, please do so. That really helps my numbers and helps me get noticed and, and get more people tuned into the channel. Don't forget, we're also on YouTube. And don't forget to like and share on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. Also, we are on Patreon. If you would like to support us for just $5 a month, there's some extra goodies for you there. And that's it, guys. So thank you for joining me, and I will see you next week. 